Welcome, nerdy knights of the well-rounded table to Bohemian Geek Studies, where we take those extremely dorky dives into our favorite fandoms. I'm Padawan Learner, Queen of Queries, and Defender of those droids, Sarah O'Connor. Pew, pew! Pew! <laughs> Love that. Hello there. I'm Colleen McMillan, Rebel Scum Collaborator and Jedi Master. And I am Pirate Jedi, Anders Drew. And I'm your ambassador to Naboo and newly minted, thank you, Matt Harrington, princess of prequels, Flo Siegel. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Such a That's great. I'm also slightly jealous that none of us came up with it. I know, yeah. honestly, y'all are slacking. <laughs> well, that's that's why shouts too, to people writing in, right? I mean, that's the yes. beauty of a geeky community. And speaking of which- myself princess. Come on, guys. <laughs> put a crown on it. We truly run the gamut here in terms of rank to Padawan, to Knight, to Master, to Princess in Reign. So no matter what rank or titles you carry, one thing remains mm. constant. Much to learn, we still have. Yes, yes, yes. And today on Bohemian Geek Studies, we are covering Season 2, Episode 5 of The Mandalorian, entitled Chapter 14, The Tragedy. And guys, it, there, there's some sadness here today. Uh, this episode was written by John Favreau and directed by Robert Rodriguez. Beware, our transponder is broadcasting a full spoiler warning for this episode, as well as some wild speculation about the future. So if you've seen this episode, grab your drink from the cantina, snuggle up a little Grogu, don't you dare let him go, and hop on board Slave One for a quick look at what Favreau and his team have created. Sarah, are you ready to punch it with an episode recap? Yes, I am. So speaking of punching it, after a true father-son moment of catch in the Razor Crest, Din and so Grogu- adorable. So adorable. So <laughs> Din and Grogu jetpack down to the seeing stone on Tython. Grogu soon activates the stone and begins reaching out with the force. The pair are joined by what? Boba Fett and Fennec, who are there to claim Boba's armor, which is badass. Yes. Soon, Big Bad Moff G's Imperial Remnant catches up and attacks. After retrieving his armor, Boba Fett summarily owns the stormtroopers, but unfortunately, four dark troopers, who are truly droids that I would not defend, are deployed to abduct Grogu, and the Razor Crest is completely destroyed. Din is helpless to stop any of it. Boba and Fennec agree, fortunately, to help rescue Grogu, and they take Din to see the newly installed New Republic Marshal, Cara Dune, to help in the effort. Meanwhile, Grogu is showing how much power he has by throwing around a couple of stormtroopers. Bum, bum, bum. They were and just like marionettes on a string. And he was just like, bam. He was ragdolling them. It was intense. <laughs> yes. So Flo, to your point, I listened to the audio of this one and they were described as ragdolls. So good. Oh, uh, perfect. Yeah, Woo! perfect. Um, so he's throwing them around and, and Moff Gideon sends a message to Dr. Pershing because they have their donor at last. Donor. Yeah, donor. Yeah. Willing donor. donor. <laughs> so why don't we start off by talking about the Easter eggs and connections. Anders, why don't you start us off? So yes, definitely. So starting us off, not an Easter egg, but as you mentioned, Sarah, we did say goodbye to what I would consider a cast member today. So I want everyone to raise whatever you got to the Razor Crest. Mando and Grogu's home, Mando's office, his nursery, 
his, his space Winnebago is officially gone forever, and I'm just like not okay with it. <laughs> Supernatural never actually killed the Impala. Um, and it made that silver ball like totally yeah. made it through. I am absolutely bringing that up in my predictions. Um, and the Beskar spear in the end, but we say farewell to farewell, the old friend. Say lovey. All right, Sarah, but actually a real actual Easter egg connection here. What's up next? Yeah, shouts to our Outlander episodes and the stones at Kregna Dune because we got to see, at least the Razor Crest got to take us to the Tython Seeing Stones before uh, Peace Out. The top of this temple looks very similar to Stonehenge type structure. The way the stones were leaning in frankly reminded us of the Rebels Temple on Lethal, which <laughs> we love, watch Rebels. Then when Grogu Always. activates it, the circle on the stone itself combined with the portal-like light makes Anders and us think about the world between worlds, which you know yes. we here absolutely love any connections to that. Also, the sort of energy barrier reminded Anders of the Tesseract in the first Avengers movie, mm -hmm. which is super mm -hmm. duper cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The language on the stone is of the old tongue, which can be seen in the Jedi Temple on Lothal and bum, 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 the Sith Temple on Malachor <laughs> in Rebels. Uh oh. And Colleen is going to talk about those butterflies we saw floating around. Um, they were actually described butterflies. as butterfly-like, but we're going to call them Ooh. butterflies later on. Yes. Butterfly. Colleen, what's the next one? Ooh, oh boy, here we go. This is our big one, you guys. I'm going to be talking for a minute, so hold on. The man himself, Boba Fett, finally confirmed that the cloaked figure is, in fact, Boba Fett. Thank you. Thank you, Tamora. <laughs> Tamora Morrison <laughs> returns to take the role of the galaxy's best, yes, best, most notorious, probably, bounty hunter. He comes complete with his very distinct ship, Slave One, which you can see right there, the kind of upright design. It's really mm -hmm. cool. Very distinct. Mm -hmm. Which he inherited from his father. His line that he's a quote-unquote father. Yeah, father. Clone Shouts to the prequels! Boba's line, quote, a simple man making his way through the galaxy is almost an exact direct quote from Django in uh -huh. Attack of the Clones when he's talking to Obi-Wan Kenobi on Kamino. <laughs> is it? And then I didn't it, realize. That's it's so almost weird. The exact, <laughs> almost the exact same quotation from Django. <laughs> we also get shouts to Master Jedi Luke Skywalker when Boba says, quote unquote, like my father before me. It's like, oh, oh interesting. Yeah. Prequels and OT. We're going for everything in this episode. <laughs> this is great. And you know what? Boba also confirmed that that armor is Jango's armor that we saw in the Battle of Geonosis in Attack of the Clones. So he's recovered it from that battle. I've actually been wondering this for like years. Right. If like, that is was... this actually Jango's repainted armor? Yeah. I mean, I think about the Battle of Geonosis literally every single day. So <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is one. It is one of the absolute top battles. Oh my god! It's in the entire nine saga. Obsessed with it. Super cool. We also learn, though, this armor that Django has was given to him by Din's forebears. So, like, other Mandalorians did give this armor to Django because he's a foundling. So, suck on that, Almec from Clone Wars. He is a Mandalorian. Thank you very much. 
The armor comes complete with that rocket that's in the jetpack. A nice little Easter egg It's referring to this original 1979 Boba Fett J-Shot action figure. This the is rocket so cool. <laughs> was like a choking hazard or it was deemed a choking hazard. I think this was actually someone out there in the universe, correct me if I'm wrong. I think this was like one of the first toys that was ever like, no, this is a serious choking hazard. Like for real though, the kid's going to eat it. and Maybe. Yeah. Choking. Nope. Choking hazard. So like 30 of these toys were actually made. Not very many of them. Getting your hands on one of the originals is kind of like a holy grail quest for Star Wars collectors. Like, ooh, if you can get your hands on that toy, damn, worth a crap ton of money. Yes. A few other little nuggets that we wanted to point out. Boba is wielding a Gaddafi or Gaffy stick, which is a Tusken Raider melee weapon. Really cool seeing him like actually move with it. Loved that entire part. And shattering Stormtrooper armor. Yeah. Quote, like a pinata mm-hmm. is what the audio said. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Bits, candy bits fell out of all the stormtroopers. It kind of reminded me of like when Rafiki attacks people with his staff. Yes. Yes. I loved it. Thank you. Yes. There was, I was like, I've seen like this. This is reminding me of something. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why I'm here. <laughs> and that fits too, like a wise older gentleman yes. who's really kicking ass with this gaffy stick. Like, yeah, Nailed get it. after it, Boba. We also found out that the language for Boba's chain code that shows his armor's history is Mandalorian, Mm. and it can be translated into English slash basic in Star Wars world. Also, when he references that Jango fought in the Mandalorian Civil Wars, plural, Civil Wars, because When is Mandalore not at Civil War? They're always fighting with somebody (laughs) or themselves. He's likely talking about the wars that resulted in our dear sweet departed Duchess Satine ended up ruling glass again. in the time of the Clone Wars. Yes. Always raise our glasses for Sloane's favorite Duchess Satine. Yes. But Cl- Flo, who do we have coming next? Honestly, this was really exciting. The cavalry has arrived, people. Woo! Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. reference here. Ming-Na Wen <laughs> returns as Fennec Shan, confirming that she did survive the season one episode, The Gunslinger, which we were pretty sure she had. Um, and so now here she is. So now we're right. I mean, that, that was the one you don't, you don't like get an actress like that yeah. for a single episode. Epi- right. Yeah. It just like a very back. small role. Like, yeah. So she's back and she's more awesome than ever because she has cybernetic enhancements now keeping her alive, which was like pretty cool of her. Just like flash it. It was great. Um, Star Wars. What a six pack! I got a freaking <laughs> cybernetic pack. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Star Wars has long shown us characters with erotic parts. Both Luke and Anakin have robotic hands. Um, doesn't... I thought you said erotic parts, and I, I was absolutely like, heard they? that too. <laughs> oh, well, that must have just been a erotic, slip of the tongue because it's a Freudian slip. I'm telling you right now, it does not hinder Anakin in the least. Okay. <laughs> Fennec mentions that the New Republic controls the Outer Rim. So does that mean that Tython is now in the Outer Rim instead of the Deep Core? Maps can be changed, I guess, as we've seen before. Could could count as a retcon. It's a pretty minor one, if it is. But, all right. And, oh yeah, by the way, that bounty, that was like a big part of season one. 
that's actually still there. <laughs> that? <laughs> that one that we've been like wondering for the past like couple of weeks, like didn't Mando and Grogu have like a very high bounty on them that like every bounty oh, yeah. hunter in the sector was going after right. them? No, it's been chill. <laughs> Wasn't um, been totally to chill. that from the It's city? very yeah. cowboy bebop at the moment. They just have been ignoring it. <laughs> So Fennec does mention that the bounty is high enough that you could potentially buy 10 suits of armor, specifically that Beskar armor, for the price. So that is apparently still a thing that's out there. And maybe Din's practice of just carrying Grogu out in the open and being like, by the way, I have to get this guy to find the Jedi, might not have been the best decision. Though I love the Lucky Rabbit foot like reference <laughs> of the last episode. I thought that was very, very clever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was cute. Colleen, what's next up? Oh, yep. Next, there have been several references this season to the season one episode, The Prisoner. Mm -hmm. And now we're starting to see why. Din decides that he needs to spring Bill Burr's Migs Mayfeld, great freaking name, from prison in order to find (laughs) BB Moff G. But beside the fact that Mayfeld's ex-imperial, we don't really know much about Din's plan yet. Or if we might be getting more of Mayfeld's crew that are also probably in the same location. When he went asking Kara about that, I was just kind of like, why? Of all the people who could find (laughs) Mopji, why? (laughs) He can probably get them onto the cruiser. That's the only thing that I was like, oh, he's ex-imperial, so I guess he might know certain things. Maybe he knows some old codes, but they still work. Yeah, maybe that's (laughs) it, because I'm a little bit nervous. Oh, if if we get that as an Easter egg in the next couple of weeks, it's another code, but it checks out. I'll be so happy. Collective internet goes, ah! <laughs> because we love it. Din also is recruiting poor Kara into his scheme by trying to find Mayfeld and possibly a way to get him out. Also in the sequence hey, we find out- Kara is, is a bit of a stretch. Well, He's recruiting Kara, calling her poor is- yeah. I mean, it, she, it could be poor Kara if she dies in the next couple episodes. I don't think she will, but she's just like minding her own beeswax on freaking Navarro and she's taken up Captain Tiva's kind of offer of becoming part Mm -hmm. of the New Republic. So she's kind of legit, but also kind of not legit. We're not really sure about that, but it seems fairly still Kara just doing her thing on Navarro. She's chilling. What do we got next? She's chilling. Uh, Well, we have talked about it before, but we felt it was necessary to carve out a moment every time we see the Darksaber because it is just so cool. And it was especially cool looking <laughs> today. Like, yes. I obviously don't have as much of a tie to it as you guys do, but even I was like, damn! <laughs> so that was cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, Grogu really wanted to play with it, too, which was so yes. cute. And so that, like, oh, You'll poke your eye out. Yeah. Rude shots at Kanan. They're Gideon. I mean, it's Christmas time. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. That's right. So that, like, kind of led us to wonder if Grogu knows how to wield a lightsaber. Like, is that something that he's done before? So that was interesting. And then uh, Gideon also said something fairly ominous. He implied that he's seen Grogu in action before. Yeah. Saying that Grogu has gotten better with his force control. So that was really exciting. That was, like... Like, oh is my it God. possible? Is it possible he's just referring to the uh, the fireball from season one? It's possible, or he's might be seeing like old hollow videos of Grogu mm-hmm. training. Maybe true. Man, I need it a was ISB, montage. So. I only have uh, Lego Star Wars reference for what happened to all the holocrons. So, Colleen, what happened to the holocrons in the they Jedi were Temple? Destroyed. <laughs> they were just destroyed. I mean, okay. Jocasta knew started to make new ones. 
she made her own kind of little secret Jedi library that Luke Skywalker found later in mm-hmm. the comics. But once Palpatine got the knowledge, he destroyed them or okay. put them somewhere where nobody else could get to them. Well, it was legit regardless. Like, I am just dying to see this, like, home movie training montage of Grogu at the Jedi Temple. Yeah, I'd love with like a, with, like a but- with, like, with, like, a lightsaber the size of a butter knife? Yes! yes. <laughs> yes, please. Sarah, tell us more about our sweet little Grogu. Yeah, before any of this can happen, Grogu desperately needs a nap. Much like his first few times trying to use the Force in season one, Grogu is very worn out and needs a little rest after he uses the Seeing Stone and again after he bashes those troopers in his cell. Mm -hmm. Specifically on the Seeing Stone, it looked a lot like Luke collapsing after projecting across the galaxy in The Last Jedi, of of course, except that Grogu doesn't die, obviously. And one other little note that I had gotten in the audio is that Grogu could not hear Din at all through the Force. Like, some people were wondering, Uh. was he just ignoring him? Was he trying to focus on everything? He could not hear Din at all. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Colleen, what's what's last up for us? Last up, we have got these dudes, the Dark Troopers. Yeah. Yes. Or not, yeah, considering what they just yeah, no defense I mean, they were for pretty, these they guys. Were, they were pretty badass. Yes, they were, cool. they were super badass. <laughs> like, very Iron Man feel. I was yes. like, ooh, Favreau, throwing out some Iron Man. Very right. Iron Legion, All yeah. Right. That's very cool. We speculated in the past about what exactly these guys were. Now we know they are Dark Trooper droids. Their movement was a lot like a B2 battle droid, which probably set off a lot of emotions in Din. Like, Mm. seeing these droids take Mm. his child just like "Mm, not okay he's gonna start hating on droids again guys for a more in-depth look at dark troopers check out our mid-season roundup episode well why don't we now move on to uh reactions Flo, how about you up first darling um all right i'm ready i'm so excited i was really really thrilled that you guys put me in first this this week because (laughs) I thought this was an amazing episode. I thought the runtime was perfect. It was tight. It was super plot driven. I was all about it. And honestly, I really needed this episode after some disappointments earlier in the season for me, not for everyone, just for me. I was disappointed. Now I'm good. Um, This one was really, really punchy, super exciting. And honestly, I was worried the entire time for baby Grogu. Like, Mm -hmm. I felt like I got a reprieve when he was in his like little force field, but the rest, like as soon as that was down, I was like, oh no, this is it. <laughs> so that was super exciting. Also, Mando is becoming such a caring and good dad. Um, although he was like really stupid to keep bumping into the force field. It was like, stop. Like do- Desperate. He was desperate. He was desperate. Like, I mean, no, he was an idiot. Oh, is, it, is it like a whole thing like you can find inner you can find extra strength when your child is in danger like and um, you can break through like yeah. yeah okay but this is not like a force, a force field. this is like you can't get in bro so just like sit and wait like why didn't he just like sit and wait for it to be done and then snatch him anyways he just was not smart you you can't even try and tell me he was smart there um well, he was, I, I still don't understand why he put down the jetpack why yeah, was that know, a requirement? That so, like, he put, put it down, down. Yeah, I mean, Boba was I mean, not going to give him that tactical advantage. Like that it was the Boba instantly. Never specif- yeah. Boba never specified like put down the gun. 
Yeah, no, he said put, put down, down the jetpack. The jetpack jet <laughs> yeah, is the did. most important tool for a Mandalorian. So he's like, we need to get that off of him immediately. <laughs> right. Well, he should have kept the gun then because nobody asked him to put the gun down. So exactly. Whatever. Anyways, um, speaking of Mando, though, I need some best car in my life immediately. That sh- shit was indestructible. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. so cool to like really see it in action for like an extended amount of time. Amazing. I was expecting a Jedi to join us here, but I guess I'll have to wait, which is fine. I'm giving this one 9.5 out of 10, Ooh. which is really good for me. Come on, team. Yeah, like, that's, that's very really high. Good. You're our toughest critic. I am. I definitely am. And it's only, I only took points off because the fight scene was a little bit long for me. It just dragged. That's like when I checked my phone. And mostly <laughs> because like the force field was still largely up. So I was like, okay, nothing's going to happen. And also I was really distracted because I'm pretty sure they filmed in a place that I know, which is where my old school used to be. I was like, Evan, who's my uh, Evan, like, wow. is this Chatsworth? Where is this? <laughs> it could be Malibu. Everything here kind of looks the same, but it was extremely LA. So that was pretty exciting. Very cool. <laughs> Anders, what about you? What'd you think? I mean, this episode was just incredible. I want to say it might be one of my, my top two of the series so far everything about it the pacing this week was just kicked into overdrive bam 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 my absolute queen ming na wen is back and i'm sorry can we talk for a second about the fact that boba fett has a freaking knee gun yeah that was cool (laughs) that was awesome that was just like amazing um it's like the best knee replacement this. ever. It's just like, hi, I'm geriatric. Please replace my knee with you guys. Hey, but I will say, he's not as old as I think we're making him out to be. The audio no, had said that he was middle-aged. Yeah. yeah, he's only middle-aged. He's middle-aged, so what, Clone Wars started? He was like a kid in Clone Wars. Yeah, he was yeah. probably like 11 in Attack of the Clones, right? Something he's probably like, like 50. So. He's probably about 50. He's 50. He's 50. But isn't Grogu 50? Actually, know that. Actually, no, that makes sense. He should be about in Attack of the Clones, which yeah, is ten years post, which is ten years post Phantom Menace, and at that point, Sifo-Dyas was killed ten years ago. Let me so look roughly, up his birth date. He's 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 roughly fifty at this point. Fifty, fifty-two. 50. Wait, but isn't Grogu the same age as Anakin? He was born thirty-two yeah. BBY. Okay, but if Grogu is fifty, he's definitely younger than Anakin because he was definitely younger than Anakin in Attack of the Clones. So he has to be like 40. Yeah. 32 BBY. I'm bad at math, y'all. Can we? So, okay, so he's, he's, about, he's about 40. Yeah. No, full um, right. Excuse me, princess of prequels here. <laughs> Middle aged. Yeah. Okay, he's so aged. he's roughly around there. But in considering he was uh, swallowed by a Sarlacc, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's looking good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am starting to get some like more serious questions about the Beskar armor and mm-hmm. blaster bolts. Like, seriously, how many, how many, yeah, how many bolts can this thing take? Also, is Moff Gideon like just training his troopers a lot better than they used to be, or is Beskar just a magnet for blaster bolts? Because literally, the only thing these guys can hit with about a very impressive, like, 100% accuracy rating is someone who's wearing Beskar. Yeah. Um, I also want to give a big shout out to other fans of Rick and Morty. Um, when Din goes to recruit Cara Dune and she's like, I have rules to follow. And he just says, they have the child. 
she has that look on her face that says, you son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> So uh, great. Yes, that part. absolutely. But Colleen, what about you? What else you got? Wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> woo, such a great episode. When I saw the really short runtime, I was a little nervous. I'm not going to lie because I want it to be, I want as much content as we can get. But Robert Rodriguez packed so much content into that short time. It was like maybe a half hour, maybe a little shorter. Yeah. I, I also enjoyed the pacing and the visuals were really cool. Like some gorgeous. of the shots of Boba were majestic AF. Like he looked mm -hmm. great. It was cool to see him shot more as a hero than as a villain. Like all of his shots were either going like going up his body to like show him being like all cool in his armor. And normally in the original trilogy, he was shot as a villain with ominous music. And this is Boba mm -hmm. like he's turned over. Really? Yeah, I, I mean, these like, were definitely like the best shots of Boba since Attack of the Clones, where he picked up Jango's helmet, which oh, was like mm -hmm. the most beautiful shot. I yes, love that shot. That is one of I mean, the great. Boba, Boba really is kind of that. Doing that with him is very much like the template. Like when we found out that this was going to be a show centered around a Mandalorian bounty hunter, obviously everyone's thinking about Boba Fett, yeah. who we think yeah. of as a villain, but he's going to be the protagonist, so mm -hmm. he's got to be anti-hero at the most right right. Yep. right and i love that about him i am curious to see whether he has another agenda but he didn't seem too happy about seeing that imperial cruiser so like his ties to java and the empire are probably gone like he's a free agent at this point he's just out there living his best tattooing life not caring until he saw that mando got the armor from cobb vamp and i think he one major cobb, question about that like why did I'm he sorry. let cobb vamp have it <laughs> Why does he have to track Mando across the freaking galaxy when he knew it was like right there? He wasn't right. ready. I mean, I think he let Cobb Vamp have it because Cobb Vamp was being a protector. I That's just, the only reason I can think that Boba wouldn't have gone and gotten it back. I figured he so didn't want a whole there. village against him. Yeah, there's a lot instead of people that of one have person. to go through. Yeah. So it tactically probably didn't make sense. That's what and I figured. he's maybe not at full strength until this point too from the Sarlacc. He's like, well... I guess I'm finally good to go. Let's chase after the Mandalorian <laughs> to get my armor back. Um, oh, and then this. I said we'd talk about this later. My favorite imagery from the episode was the blue butterflies that were floating around our little, little LBG on Tython. They're so cool. My brain like kept firing because I watched it freaking 2 a.m. So I was like, where have I seen this before? Where have I seen this before? I'm so tired. But then, aha, the aha moment hit me. <laughs> And this is so interesting. So everyone listen closely as Colleen takes like a freaking delicious dorky dive. This is maybe one of my favorite things ever, ever, ever. Go it's ahead, Colleen. Oh, so, so cool. So there is a comic series about Darth Vader called Dark Lord of the Sith. And in this, he is meditating within the force. And you can see the outline of his body is all very red and black and freaking terrifying looking, but then floating around him are these very pearlescent, delicate blue butterflies. In the image in the comic is just stunning. It's fantastic. One of the coolest things I've ever seen for Star Wars. And then I think this is like the light side, like little tiny bits of Anakin that are still left in Vader. I think that's what the butterflies kind of symbolize that mm -hmm. he's not all gone yet. He still does have these little light side tendencies within him. 
And then like Ben Solo. <laughs> I know, right? They're little butterflies. Ben Solo also is associated with the blue butterflies from the Star Wars Kids website series, Star Wars Rollout, which is really cute. <laughs> really, really cute. So Grogu's connected. Shout out to our friend Ava, who also was very into this yes. particular connection. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. She's like, oh, Ben Solo. I'm like, ooh. Ben and Vader, huh? So Grogu has these symbolic connections to two very powerful dark side users who had redemptive arcs turning back to the light. So this kind of reinforces Flo's idea that Grogu is going to go dark at some point, but that we shouldn't think that he will stay dark forever. I'm just saying, when I saw those butterflies, and I'm such a mom, we've been watching (laughs) Miraculous on Netflix, which uh, if you haven't watched it, it's a French anime series, (laughs) and it's super cute, but basically it's this girl who dresses up as a ladybug, whatever, it's a whole thing, and um, these evil spirits are represented by these like dark butterfly-ish moths, and so I was like, oh my god, what am I watching right now? Oh, that's like the magicians too, where yeah. the antagonist mm. in the first season is basically made of moths. <laughs> there you go. Oh yeah, Yay. he is. That's right. So, it's like, ooh. so everybody watch Miraculous on Netflix. Super cute. Support French people. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> and watch Magicians too, because it's all there. You go. Good. Yeah. And we'll tear your heart right out. But Sarah, we still have your reactions. I'm very curious. Yeah, so a lot of what everyone else has said, I really also enjoyed loving seeing Boba as a hero, and it was really cool to watch him wield that Gabby staff. Some things that we haven't necessarily mentioned or like periphery mentioned, we relearned the importance of having the high ground in battle. That was very cool. It was so nice to see the stakes elevated. Um, Mm -hmm. Queen of Queries moment, we are totally left wondering what contact, if any, Grogu made with who, if he wanted to. All of those questions just remain percolating in our brains the moment that he's ripped away from Din, his his home. And speaking of which, Din is so busy trying to find Grogu a home, he doesn't even realize that home is where they are together. (laughs) So cute. My tiny green son. That, that opening scene was just so good. So it good. So when good. he's it's like, Din yeah. That was the best. When he was like, <laughs> we're going to have to go in with the windows down. And I was like, ah! <laughs> That was adorable. Well, why oh. don't we get into um, predictions next week? Anders, what do you got? Sure. So, I mean, we got two episodes left on this season. And it looks like next week, we're almost definitely going to get a prison break. Um, Meow, is what I get, say to that. I'm a little get, bit nervous. We gotta, we gotta get Mayfield out, but I'm I'm gonna shift my prediction a little bit. I'm gonna say that that prison break is gonna take up max half of next week's episode. I don't think we're gonna get a full on prison break. I think the rest of it is gonna involve going to get like Bo Katan and her crew, maybe going back and get Cobb Vanth to join in this whole thing okay. as well. So that we have a full contingent, a full crew to go into the finale and do this final rescue, which, let's face it, is also kind of another prison break. So you don't want to have two prison break episodes right in a row. Mm -hmm. Um, The other two predictions I have, so this may not happen, some of this may not happen this season, maybe a little bit later, but I mean, with all the stuff we're getting with the spear, we are definitely at some point getting some Beskar spear on Darksaber fighting. 
whether it is that is so likely whether it is Bo-Katan whether it is Mando whether it is Boba because we know he's very good now with that with mm-hmm. that Gavi spear we're gonna get a fight between those two things and then my other one that I came up with right before we actually logged in to start recording this is that little silver ball I mean that has been a through line since last season and you know baby baby Grogu's been so good at like summoning it to him so I just have this image in my mind of you got baby Grogu like in the prison cell, a guard, and Din like on the outside, and he just holds up the ball, and Grogu like grabs it, and like, it just like ah, hits, it hits yeah. the guard on the way by. Yeah. I think you're right. That would be amazing. One hundred percent. I can see that ball being the only thing too that might turn Grogu back if he goes dark. Yeah. Like if Din yeah. absolutely finds him you and hold that up. He has the ball, and he's like, "My dad." Like, <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, his first words are, Din Ferric! <laughs> That'd be so cute. He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's a good thing, buddy. That's a good thing. That That's was so thing. cute. <laughs> all right, Flo, what about you? Okay, well, before I get into my prediction, I want to give a shout out to Moff Gideon, a.k.a. the absolute best Darth Vader cosplayer I've ever seen in my life. Yes. He is a fanboy. Yes. Hard. <laughs> With the cape and everything. He is over here. He is winning all the costume contests at all the trivias at all the bars in the galaxy. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he's looking great. Very evil. Um, I think, Andrews, I think you're right. I think next week, and I want to use the eternal words from the best Phineas and Ferb episode ever created. Hey, dudes, we're getting the band back together. <laughs> so, I agree. I think we're going to see Bo-Katan again. I think it's just going to be like getting everybody together to go get Baby Yoda. Sorry, Grogu. Um, and I am pretty sure that Grogu did reach out to somebody. Again, I'm still thinking it's Ezra. Um, and I hope they show up next episode. They may at the end, maybe? or in the very last episode, but I'm hoping next episode they show up. So I can't wait. Colleen. Mm, yeah, these next two episodes are going to be wild. <laughs> yeah. Wild, yes. you guys. I mean, we're in freaking episode six right now, and there's only yeah. eight. Yeah, it seems like it's gone really, really fast. Really? I agree with Anders. Oh, Flo, you think it's week... gone fast now? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, now they were all like this. I'm like, give me more. <laughs> Like, yes, please, more of this. Yes, more. No, more, more. Like, more of mm-hmm. this, please. I think we will be getting a lot more What are they going to do, this? ride a crate dragon to go get Baby Yoda? No, they, we don't need sure, a crate not? dragon. No, get out of here. I don't think a crate dragon would survive very well in space, but that's... Exactly. <laughs> it could Thank happen. You. Weirder things have happened in Star Wars. Tell that to the, tell that to the Pergil. Well, Whatever. if the Pergil showed up, I'd be real <laughs> excited. Yeah. That would be awesome. Uh, I agree with Anders that next episode will have that prison break at the Carthod Shop Fields, a new location for mm-hmm. us, which is very cool. That would be fitting because the writer and director of the next episode is, and I'm going to totally butcher his last name. I'm really sorry, Rick. Bamuya. I think that's how you say his last name, but I'm not sure. Rick? It sounded good. We're going to go yeah, with Rick. Yeah, about right. Here we go, yeah. He directed season one, episode The Prisoner. So he's very familiar with the prison break, and he co-wrote the teleplay for that episode, too. Mm. But will Mayfield want to help Din? I mean, sure, he's going to break him out of prison, but once they're gone, is he going to be like, peace? 
but I think Fennec and Boba will really kind of be like, no, you're staying though. <laughs> yeah. They're very persuasive, I think, especially Fennec. I think she will be very persuasive with that. Uh, I doubt we'll find out who Grogu contacted next episode. Maybe at the very end coda of the last episode of the season. We might get a shot of whoever's playing. If it's Ezra, we might get like a shot of Ezra turning to face the camera as he feels like the force. Swear to God, if it turns out to be Raul Coley. <laughs> oh my God, I will be so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Coley, he has been terrorizing Twitter with all of his yes, he has been <laughs> rude, but also yes, please be Rob Coley. That'd be great. If yeah. it's somebody else like Cal from Fallen Earth, that'd be cool too. That would be cool. There are a lot of mm -hmm. different options. I just don't want it to be Luke. Like, sorry, if it Luke. is Luke, I am throwing my TV out the window. So I won't yeah. be able to do this with you guys yeah. anymore. If it's like Luke, Luke probably <laughs> felt it, but he busy. So I'm like, can it please be just somebody else? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, for my predictions, I don't think we're going to see Grogu no. rescued yet. Um, mm -hmm. I personally would like to see his blood drawn because I think that that raises the stakes even higher. What and color is it? What was that? What, what, color, what color is it? Is it? <laughs> it's green. Either red or green, green for sure. <laughs> um, and I hope we see him testing his force abilities, even if mm -hmm. it's for the dark side. Because I don't think Grogu is interested in hiding them right now. I mean, he is throwing a temper tantrum because he was taken away from daddy. And yeah. I am here for that. I Definitely. would totally be here to see some of that dark side training occur, whether or not Grogu is interested in playing nice or not. Anything mm -hmm. else, guys? Yeah, One thing I just want to... Like the drunk uncle that showed up at Thanksgiving and kidnapped a child. <laughs> yeah. One thing I want to, I just want to bring up, because actually it didn't show up in any of our predictions, positive or negative, so I want each of us to go on record now. Oh, boy. Um, are we going to see Ahsoka again by the end of this season? No. Maybe a hard one. Of, Maybe very of us are, last second. Like, Maybe. none of us are saying that he's going to go try and recruit her. No, none of that. I think no, she's, she's part of a band that we're getting back together. Which part of Phineas and Ferb did you miss? <laughs> I think she's busy. I think she is already on Thrawn's trail and will not be available. I, don't think, I think she's coming back. There's no way they're going to keep her. Come on. She's coming back. I don't know if she's coming back this season. Nah, she's coming yeah. back. Although I, I don't do. know. Well, it's like, please, give us a soca. <laughs> well, my one, my one other final point is, I mean, we all, I think, agreed that this was going to happen, but I want to yes. give proper due to our Princess of the Prequels, Flo, for being the one to say it outright several times Thank over you. the past several weeks that little Grogu is definitely getting snatched. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thanks! Mm -hmm. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Sarah, do you think Ahsoka's coming back? I don't, I don't know. I don't see how it would forward the plot. And I almost like the idea of there being a spinoff. But if she's back, I am here for it 100%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I, if that was there. my favorite episode. So come on back, you nice lady. I love <laughs> that the nice say. lady told me that you'd be able to do this. I, I just don't think that her coming back would hinder a, a sequel. I, I, I just don't think that people who have not watched Clone Wars will be invested in Ahsoka after one episode. She needs to come back. Like, I've watched some of Clone Wars, and I'm still not super, like, like, I'm fine with Ahsoka. I'm not obsessed with her or whatever, which is fine. Yeah. But, like, I'll, I'll obviously watch a spinoff, but I think some people would not watch a spinoff after one episode. So I think she needs to come back, 
be like a really driving force in saving Grogu and then be like, I need to go find Thrawn now and now's my spinoff. Hmm. And that would be cool too. I'd be that here be for cool. that. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of figured if Ahsoka was going to stay, she was going to stay for a while. And since she hasn't, she's busy. But but like I said, I'll, I'm going to watch it either way and I'm going to love it either way. I just oh, yeah. think she couldn't be in this episode because or else she she would have told Din too much about this like force situation that was happening yeah. and she would have like mm-hmm. taken out everybody because she yeah. would have been like, no, don't leave him, you idiot. I'm going to stand here <laughs> and guard him with my lightsabers. So I don't think she could be in this one, but I do think she can be in the next one. Cool. Okay. That's well, all. let's see it. Let's mm-hmm. see it. Until then, that's where we'll leave it for today. Thank you so much for being with us and come back next time when we continue exploring the Mandalorian and other geeky goodies like our new series where the BGS ladies are exploring and do I say exploring Outlander. You can enjoy us in our podcast or YouTube format. Either way, hit that subscribe button and leave us those five-star reviews because it really does help. Check out our website at Bohemian Geek Studies where you can watch all of our episodes, enjoy Colleen's book corner where she's reviewing Star Wars literature and contact us through email and social media. We also just dropped a very interesting new piece from contributing Jedi Master Matt Harrington on the quote-unquote main quest versus side quest debate, and it is absolutely fantastic. It, As is. it always, said flow into a spiral for a little it bit. It did. Right? I, I'm spiraling <laughs> out of control right now. <laughs> Well, we love it and we love hearing from you. So as always, keep telling nerdy knights to join us because that also really does help. Until next time, raise those Beskar spears and those tiny little spheres up and keep those episodes streaming. Thanks so much, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. (laughs)